Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for How you doing, champ? I'm doing good today. Doing good. Good. Just got Son done with a, Just got done with a good dinner. Ready to go with you? Yes, it's been a minute, man. I've been uh, working a whole shit ton, and this weekend I was out of town with my daughter. Like I was just saying, it was like 100 plus degrees all weekend, and I come home, it's like 70, 75 degrees. Hey. You know, it was good for you to get a tan. You needed one. Yeah, I did. I got scorched, man. The top of my dome piece is <laughs> feeling it. It's gonna be gonna be peeling any day now, man. Steve Haraway, what's up, homeboy? Got a lot of people chiming in, man. How you been? How's everybody been? Hope everybody's well. Been an interesting, uh, interesting last week or so. You got you had some um, some interesting press over the weekend. Yeah, it was quite interesting. But first, I want to get into uh, what I was doing Friday night. I didn't have to do a broadcast this this week, so I was able to stay home, which was nice. Was able to go to the banquet, the dinner, um, silent auction for Thank the Seals, the Thank the Seals Foundation, which uh, my good friend Billy Christman started five years ago. This was the five year anniversary, and a lot of uh, it was sold out. The dinner was sold out, which was awesome. And they raised, I think, somewhere around $50,000, which was split between two families. They picked two families each year, uh, one, one family from Navy SEALs and one family, a local family that might be, you know, a Marine that was killed in action, Army, um, other uh, Navy, whatever. But uh, so anyway, then Saturday they did the ride. Uh, well, first in the morning they give – a check to one of the lo the local family, which was awesome to see down at the Bentner Convention Center. Then they take all the bikes out, the Harleys and Indians and everything. And there's some SEALs that uh, retired SEALs that fly in for it, some Marines and some Army veterans, uh, and it's pretty cool. Hundreds and hundreds of motorcycles, and they they rode down to Mount Pleasant, Iowa, uh, just to make people aware. You know, make people aware. A lot of a lot of American flags, a lot of patriotism. A lot of trying to give back to the veterans. And then um, then they came back into town, and then they had a big party and a concert at Tanglewood, which is a new facility, a new bar, restaurant that's beautiful up on Devil's Glen Road here in Bettner. So really cool weekend for me to actually finally get to one and hang out with Billy and, and all the people that – that ran into uh, a guest. Someone's going to be a future guest on the show. I did. What's his name again? Chris Tonto Peranto, baby. Yeah, so I hung out with him, had a good talk with him. He gave a speech about Benghazi, what they went through at Benghazi, in Benghazi. And I tell you what, you talk about uh, nobody, I don't care what you've been through in life. That night uh, was absolute hell. And we can actually get into Benghazi a little bit because, you know, they they were told to stand down several times from their, from their building when they were – uh, radioed for help, and they were they were repeatedly told to stand down. 
And that was, that was about a half hour, I think, that they had to sit there with all their gear in their vehicles and, and just twiddle their thumbs. And, and finally, one of them, it, it actually might have been uh, Ty Woods, I think, that, that told the guy that was supposed to be their leader, uh, you know, you kiss our ass, we're going to save the, save the uh, ambassador and his people right now. And so they told him to get the hell out of the way, and they went. And well, and as we know, you know, the ambassador Chris Stevens, you know, God rest his soul, he wound up finding out what was really going on about how, you know, the Obama State Department. Not that it just started with Obama, but it was on his watch. The Obama administration, the Obama State Department, was facilitating army Clinton, ISIS and Clinton State Department. Yeah, Clinton State Department. I'm sorry, but yeah, how they were. It was an arms trade. They were running arms from Libya up into Syria. And, um, yeah, he found out about it, and he, you know, cost him his life. So, in the end, uh, I tell you what, we're going to have Peranto on, Chris Peranto on, and this story is, it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's just sit there and listen to it. Um, even some of the Navy SEALs that were sitting next to me said, that's uh, that's a rough night, man. That's That's a rough, that's a rough ride with that one. So, um, I'm really looking forward to having him on, and he he condensed the story a little bit. We'll let him elaborate on some of the details on our <clears> show <throat> because we'll be able to run for two hours, you know, with him, yeah, and and really get a lot of the the details out of this thing. And so, you know, the thing that I talked to with him mainly was how in, how furious I was when those four caskets came back into the United States. Now, um, I, I I don't want to give any anything away too much in the story because it's so worth hearing from him. But the way that they finally got out of there, I mean, they almost, they basically commandeered a, a, a transport plane from another country and said, you are flying us out of here. You're getting us to Germany. And they had the bodies of, of the fallen with them and they took them with, and they were able to get out. And, uh, and then if everybody remembers who saw it, Obama and Hillary Clinton standing in front of those caskets with those men's families sitting in attendance and lying mm. to those families and lying to America on TV, <clears> saying <throat> that it was saying that it was a YouTube video that caused this attack. These people are treasonous. They're treasonous for what they've done. And just that alone, they should be in prison. Just that alone, what they were doing. So, um, you know, the, this this, uh, you know, today Congress saying that they're going to um, investigate high crimes by Donald Trump for collusion and all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> it's a distraction, folks, a, a distraction to get you off of all the crimes that were committed in the previous administration. And look, I'm not saying Trump's perfect. I'm not saying what they're doing is perfect. I don't know what's going to happen in Iran. I don't know what's going on in Venezuela right now. I haven't talked to my connection down there. Uh, who, who knows the ins and outs for a few weeks on that. We should circle back on that. But I can tell you that the previous administration did some really, really bad, bad shit, man, and, and they really need to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, again, nothing is really as it seems. And, <clears throat> again, not to – this, what we're talking about, Benghazi, did happen on the, during the Obama administration. did happen during the Obama administration. But, I mean, a lot of this stuff, you know, LBJ lorded over – you know, the Gulf of Tonkin, you know, the Bushes, you know, all, all, you know, weapons of mass destruction. So it's, you know, having shows like this, man, hopefully starts, you know, cutting through the BS. You know, I know everybody's so polarized with right and left. We can't, but, we can't, we can't, yeah, but thing is, we can't go back and imprison or charge LBJ's dead. 
Obama. No, Hillary I know. I'm Clinton, just saying. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. We have to realize that a lot of dirt is being done. And, you know, when we criticize this it's kind a of track stuff, record it of our we, government. It's a track record of our government. Uh, yeah, and that doesn't mean, and it doesn't mean we don't love our country. We're just trying to make people aware that right. so many of these things that we talk about and argue about, point out, transcends right and left, man. They need us fighting. That's They can't have us divided and, you know, what's going on now, the tweets and Ocasio court. I mean, all of this, this is all so, so divisive. So like you said, keep our eye off a larger prize, but... You know, the beat goes on and, you know, we try to do our best to continue to speak truth to power. And, right. you know, whenever, you know, if you want to, you know, begin to address how that has come, the chickens have kind of come home to roost on us. You know what I mean? Because we've been two or three years ago when we were talking about Pedogate and Pizzagate. No, we weren't saying Hillary Clinton ran Pizzagate, but we alluded to this larger global child trafficking, satanic ritual abuse of children. And we're now starting to get an inkling of it with Jeffrey Epstein. And because we have been vocal about it, um, you know, they done sick the dogs on us, specifically on you, bro. Yeah, so uh, the website uh, Bloody Elbow, which is underneath the umbrella of Vox Media, decided to run a story on Igor, um, Igor Zinoviev, who was a Russian fighter. He fought one time in the UFC. Turns out he had connections in terms uh, – he was a chauffeur, at least I know, uh, from the article anyway – for Jeffrey Epstein. So um, he was around Jeffrey Epstein quite a bit, I guess. What what he did, if anything, besides drive Jeffrey Epstein and people around, I have no idea. Um, I wasn't friends with you break you break uh, a little bit, bro. I was I was I was acquaintances with Igor Bochanchin because he was a coach in the IFL also just as well as Frank Shamrock, Ken Shamrock, Boss Rutten and many others. So what they did was got us all on stage. It was about eight or 10 of us. They took a picture of all of us uh, when we were all together for an event. And from that picture, they decided to crop a picture of myself looking forward toward the camera, smiling. In the foreground, in the foreground. Yeah, and, and Igor Zinoviev, who the, the article was about, was looking at me. So it made it look like the story was going to be about me. They used me as a UFC Hall of Famer, as clickbait, because the, the article title was, what was it, uh, UFC, UFC, former uh, UFC, former UFC veteran fighter, tied to, tied to pedophilia, associated. pedophilia and Jeffrey Epstein. And um, some people started sending me that, and I went, and then I remembered uh, the writer, what's his name? I forget his name. We don't even want to mention uh, Yeah. We can mention his name, piece whatever of, his name is. Piece of shit number one. His name's yeah. Kareem something. K-A-R-I-M. Kareem he's a writer for yes. Yeah. Don writer for bloody bloody elbow. Um, he had he's had me blocked on Twitter for some time because of our political difference. <clears throat> Look, he's a hardcore hardcore leftist, and um, you know the history of Vox Media and Bloody Elbow. Bloody Elbow when they do their podcast. They turn it into a leftist uh, political, um, you know, talk show for a while before they ever get to the MMA stuff. Look, we don't even talk about MMA on here. I keep that stuff separate. I don't keep, I don't, I don't mix sports and politics. When I do, when I do my sports broadcasting, I do my sports broadcasting, and when I do politics, I do politics. I, I never, I never mix the two. That's that's really bad. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, uh, doing that is garbage. But anyway, you know. The one thing that came up during the Twitter conversation about that article was 
uh, Bloody Elbow was outed for whether he was on staff or a full-time employee, I'm not sure. But uh, he was arrested for massive amounts of child pornography. And from what and they protected uh, him from what a couple people on the Twitter argument were saying is that this Zidon and bloody elbow somewhat um, protected him is, is potentially, I I'm not hundred percent sure. I can't say that from, because I wasn't uh, paying attention because I've never paid attention to bloody elbow until they posted a picture of me and this, and this garbage um, mm -hmm. article trying to tie me into it. So he's look, he obviously hates my politics um, he's a hardcore leftist. He has me blocked on Twitter. And then they throw my picture into this uh, with this headline that was, you know, I think it's, you know, it's an obvious jab. It's an, it's more than clickbait. It was an obvious jab yeah. to try and because a lot of people are not going to continue reading. They're going to see, oh, Pat Militich, Hall of Famer with the UFC. Always connected to and a couple people on Twitter said Pat Militich is connected to Jeffrey Epstein with a question mark. That infuriates right. me. And I have talked to my attorney As and a couple well other should. people. A couple other people have offered me their attorneys who I guess are pretty high-powered attorneys. So, I mean, I'm definitely looking into that and exploring it because um, it, it was obvious. It was obvious what they were up to. But, you know, either way, look, they're, in my mind, uh, Bloody Elbow has always been pond scum and garbage, a garbage website. And most people consider it that, and the UFC dislikes them terribly. And a couple of people, uh, I won't say names, but uh, a couple of people that I'm friends with in broadcasting said that they are basically the what's the uh, what's what's the uh, the joke the joke chronicle uh, paper that's always out. The Onion, not the Onion, uh, the Enquirer. It's the National Enquirer. Oh. It's the National Enquirer of mixed martial arts. So. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, it was it was. Sad. But I mean, so anyway, and again, not to it's not about necessarily us being right or us being vindicated. But as if people know, you know, throughout the most recent years, if they can't physically assassinate you, which you know they really can't do unless you're I'm a real, pretty real hard threat, to kill. They have to politically pretty hard to kill, Jeff. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if they don't kill you, then they have That's to politically point. assassinate you and somehow delegitimize what we've been talking about. So it's almost a compliment that clearly. We had just done our 100th episode with Sam Tripling. We're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, so clearly they caught wind of what we're talking about. But again, this is this is this is what they do, man. This is their way. And as we, you know, when you're getting this kind of getting hits like this, you know you're over the target. Right. You know there's some something substantive to what we're talking about. If they go to this kind of link, supposedly professional journalism's journalists, they know they knew exactly what they were doing with that picture. I sent you screenshot after screenshot of people saying, what the fuck? Pat's involved. And then, it, I mean, part of it is clickbait because you know people's attention deficit. They don't read. They just watch. They just look at that and like, oh, my God, he's talking shit about Epstein and child porn and all that shit. And he's involved in it, too. You know what I mean? And that's that's what people have that shortcut to thinking. They didn't. A lot of people didn't read the article. Some did. And like, oh, wow, I thought it had to do with Pat. But overall, the function of that was a hit on you, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it shows... It shows, you know, look, we know that there is a lot of deflection going on, right? There's a lot of deflection going on. The, you know, the the DNC, the Clintons, all the, the, the lunatic, liberal, leftist psychotics in Congress right now, um, scream, still screaming impeach, impeach, impeach. It was Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh, now it's, you know, not collusion, even though there's still people that we're friends with 
that think that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia still because it got pounded into their face from the evening news so much. And I, I, I'm i dumbfounded. Ro Roger he, Maddow and the like. Yeah, yeah, Roger Maddow. But it's these these people are deflecting because we know the crimes. They've been do well documented. We've been talking about them for years. We don't have to go back through them and, and beat a dead horse because those are all going to come out. They're all going to come out. So, and that's what people need to have serious patience for. You know, is we can talk about Area Fifty One. We can talk about tweets. We can talk about the old person app or whatever you want. Oh, but when when, yeah, exactly. when when the depth of this comes out, dude, when this when the rabbit hole opens up and this goes down into the rabbit hole, that, the rabbit goes, hole that we've been in for years. It will and, and been told how crazy we are. You know right. what I mean? But that's a, I never really trip on that. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know the. It, it's it's going to come out. It's, I'm I'm hoping it's going to come out. I mean, the fact that they pinched Jeffrey Epstein, and then the people aren't really hip with what's going on. I mean, the guy, in my humble opinion, was running an international blackmail sting or ring with ensnaring all these politicians, right, left, Hollywood people, your, yeah. you know, your upper echelon of society, to you know to, to basically blackmail them. And we've said all these you know for years now, you don't get to these high positions, whether it's Hollywood or politics, unless they have something on you. And Jeffrey Epstein has a list, a black book, if you will, of people that he has dirt on. So, and, you know, stay and, tuned, folks, because this is just the beginning. I'm hoping so, man, because the, the rabbit hole goes deep on this, dude. It does. And, and the list of the people that flew on his plane to his island, uh, Bill Clinton, 26 flights. Don't tell me if that's what was going on on that island, uh, having sex with children. Bill Clinton going there 26 times. 26 times. Don't tell me that he didn't have anything to do with any of the shit that was happening to those kids. You can't, you literally, it's, it's almost impossible to think that that's, that's even remotely true. So, you know, it's, it's all going to come out. It is, it is coming out. And I, the interesting thing about it is we've talked about it, that Epstein is probably Mossad. We know that he got visited by, who was it? Uh, I believe Ehud Barak, former prime minister Ehud of Israel. Barak visited him, which almost confirms that he's Mossad. And that conversation was probably one of two things. It was either we're going to take care of this and we're going to get you out of this. Don't worry about it. Or you run your mouth <laughs> and you're dead. That was that was the two well, things I mean, that were probably said. I mean, you know, he's in there, you know, singing like a straight canary. I mean, it's because, I mean, he's not going to go down by himself. I mean, he's probably wondering how the hell did this happen? I thought I had the juice. You know, to keep, I thought I was untouchable. But the fact that he was now arrested for the second time and the list of people who were involved with him, with the plea deal. I mean, there's there's so much to this, man. So many names. I mean, it's, it's this is just scratching the surface. And I'm hoping to God that we will stop with these horseshit distractions and start paying attention and keeping our eye on the prize of what, again, what we're talking, what we've been talking about for a long time. And not that this is the be all end all, but these guys have not only been trafficking children, ladies and gentlemen, and preying on children, we're talking about ritualistic abuse. We're talking about sacrificing children. We're talking about drinking blood, eating flesh. I know it sounds fucking crazy, but this is what's happening, dude. Not all these people involved in it, but that, that's a part of all of this. I mean, look at the temple. The temple he has on his island is a replica temple of, of uh, God damn, I forget now, a temple that's in Syria or Turkey or on the border or something like that. I mean, this shit goes deep, man. It goes very, very deep. And that's a very good question, Israel. How did Jeffrey Epstein make his wealth? 
a lot of that is payoff money that he's getting for his blackmail services. The investments. People people are forced to invest in his his uh, hedge funds. Or just stuff. paying him off. Or just paying him off just so he can keep quiet. I mean, dude, his involvement with AIG, Bear Stearns. I mean, and then like he's kind of moved around like these Catholic priests when they get busted molesting children, dude. He's been ensconced in the political system for like decades, man. 30 years, 20, 30 years. So here's the here's the interesting thing. Um, Disney. Let's talk about Disney. A lot of people at Disney have been accused of doing things to children stars, um, agents. You know, a lot of these people. Um, Next scene was a big part of that. Well, you talk about distractions. Now think about this. All of a sudden, Disney, who owns the rights to 007, <laughs> decides to make the 007 uh, female 007. Um, African American or, or African Brit, and then the um, Little Mermaid. The mermaid is now going to up. be. You're breaking up. The the mermaid is now going. This is why I'm getting. I'm telling you, this happens every time we start talking serious. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the Little Mermaid is now they're going to have a black mermaid. That's a distraction. That's all it is. Disney. Of course, we know what Disney's up to. Look, nobody cares. Um, you know, okay, have another 007 agent, whatever. Uh, have a Black Mermaid, great. Not a big deal. Um, but it's a distraction because we know we're being shadow. Yeah. I'm being shadow banned horribly on Twitter. Our, oh, our yeah. posts on Facebook are, a lot of people are getting banned on Facebook for posting the truth. And look, what are they afraid of? They're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of what we're saying, people. If that's not proof enough for you to at least start to pay attention to what we've been saying for several years, um, I don't know what to tell you, man. If you're that, if there's that much cognitive dissonance bouncing around in your skull, and there is, it's everywhere, man. And I've said it, we said it many times, dude. They need these groups, whether it's race, sexual orientation, religion, have, have not, right versus left. They need those groups to play off against each other because as long as they're fighting over here, then you're not paying attention to the man. Dude, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. That is absolutely crucial. I mean, we could have racial debates. We could have political debates, et cetera, et cetera, but it's gotten to the point now where that's everything it's about. And then we're losing focus and losing sight of, again, Iran, fine. They're not going to do a Gulf of Tonkin with the U.S. They're now using the U.K. to start this shit. Right. And, you know, hey, hey, here's what, you know, John Kerry and several others from the Obama administration, I think including Obama, have met with Iranian leaders um, leading up to all the trouble we've had with Iran of late with the pipeline bombings, uh, the bombings on the oil tankers in the United Arab Emirates waters and in Oman. We know that Oman's military is run by British MI6. Um now, all of a sudden, they've captured a British tanker. Look, I would be willing to bet that there are generals or other people within the Iranian government who have been compromised and who have been paid a lot of money to follow through and give orders and tell them to do things, their military, to go ahead and snatch up that British oil tanker so that we can get this war started and cause this distraction from what's about to go down that Trump's administration is doing right now and unraveling all of the pedophiles and human trafficking and the treasonous crimes, the spying on him, his administration, everything else that's gone on. So it's, 
to me, it's all false flags. And a very interesting conversation I had with some guys who are former special forces. And uh, one of the guys said, kind of made a joke, you know, we, you know, that they're, they're as good at what they do. Um, they're better than anyone else in the world, our, our special forces. And a guy made a joke and said, um, you know, when one of them said, you know, we're, we're sending to, to end wars. And the guy goes, or start them. <laughs> right. And they I need said, them to be perpetual. It. They need them to be never ending. They need them to be perpetual. I mean, as we know, Smedley Butler said war is a racket. So, of course, there's that financial part of it. But, you know, again, it's um, – I'll be anxious to see how it plays out. You know, Trump's got to get rid of Bolton, man. He's got to get rid of John Bolton and these neocons that, you know, that's their whole MO is to keep starting these wars, man, to keep – But here's the thing. Here's the thing. People, you know, I bit into that for a while. We'll have to – you know, time will tell. But I think – I think Trump keeps Bolton close – to know what not to do, not by what Bolton tells him to do, by what Bolton tells him to do, and he knows to do the opposite, right? I truly but believe that. But if he's empowered Bolton in such down. a position, he's shut them down. If he's in that position, time. he's the one facilitating what you just mentioned about Oman and these other countries ran by MI6. He's going to be the one facilitating that, not necessarily Donald oh, Trump. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's I know. That's what I'm saying. But when Bolton is in Trump's ear saying. Hey, we need to we need to blow up this uh, airport where these chemical weapons came from in Syria. Re you remember that? And we launched a bunch of Tomahawk missiles. And Trump had his people phone ahead and say, "Tell those people to get off that base before these Tomahawks hit." That's Trump damaging some concrete runways and some hangars and telling people to get the hell out of there because he knows there's Russians there and he doesn't want to get in a third world war. So he phones ahead. That's him. That's him placating to the globalists on one side and also understanding what they're trying to do uh, in starting another massive conflict. Well, and another element. It makes too much sense. That, no, that, no, it does. I mean, that, that's a definitely worth considering. But another aspect of this that no one wants to talk about, lest you be considered anti-Semitic. If you don't like Vladimir Putin, are you anti-Russian? If you criticize Trump, are you anti-American? So why, if somebody criticizes the Israeli government, somehow you're anti-Semitic? That language in the first place is fucked because, you know, a Semite, is, it's, a, it's, it's distinguishing a group of languages. It really has nothing to do particularly with, with Israel. But, I mean, Israel and the Mossad and so many of these right-wing neocon Israelis, uh, whatever you want to call them, Zionists, if you will, are very much so a part of dictating our foreign policy. Whether people want to recognize that or not, I don't even really give a fuck. But it, as we have to address that elephant in the room. And no one really wants to because you don't want to be called anti-Semitic, which, of course, I'm not. I'm just seeing it for what it is. There is a huge, huge uh, Zionist aspect to our foreign policy. And I know uh, Jared Kushner. I mean, we're just very, very chummy with Israel. And that's fine if we want to be chummy with Israel. But we have to keep it freaking 100 about their role in all of this. I mean, they just... I just read something today about how they were pinched selling arms to Iran, violating sanctions on Iran. And I mean, it's all just crazy. Why, why are we selling billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars of weapons to Saudi Arabia? Right. Aren't they supposedly responsible for 9-11? But right. yeah, I mean, I understand keep your enemies, cl friends close and your enemies closer, but like we're giving them hundreds of millions of dollars of weapons that they then go use in Yemen to commit genocide. I mean, so again, this whole geopolitical conversation, there's a lot of layers to it, man. And you can't let the mainstream media or people, Mike Pompeo, saying 
anti-Israel is anti or is anti-Semitic. Saying something against Israel means you're anti-Semitic. That's horseshit, dude. That right. just means they're somehow protected, this hedge of protection from ever being criticized, which is bullshit, dude. I agree. I, I you know, that's that is that is true. It's we don't dislike Jewish people. That's that's for sure. Of course not. Um, I, got, Again, like I said, very... if we criticize any government, we don't like. I mean, whatever. If you criticize Putin, if you criticize Madero or anybody in Venezuela, do you hate Venezuelans? But somehow they create this shortcut to thinking or this like leap of, of thinking of like, if you in any way criticize Netanyahu or Israel or any other any other policy, like today, they just demolished a shit ton of Palestinian homes. And then I see these comments, well, hell yeah, dude, they're with Hamas. And I mean, it's just filtered through this, they're all terrorist type shit. And it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. Of course there are some right. terrorists there, but it's like, what would we do if somebody came and took over our town, demolished shit? You know what I mean? When Obama was in office, you had cats dressing up in camos, going out in the woods. They're going to take our guns and ready to fight for their country. But that's patriotism. But when these people lose mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, and they're throwing rocks because Israel fucking has nukes and the Palestinians have no army whatsoever, then they're automatically considered terrorists. The, the narrative right. just gets completely hijacked. Right, yeah. And it's annoying. No, it, it's annoying as fuck. And, you know, it. It this this brings me to a conversation about people who actually hate America. There are some politicians that have been in the spotlight lately who I think genuinely hate America. Uh, Ilhan Omar, who is from Somalia originally, um, supposedly, um, you know, the, the left says, oh, that's not proven. Uh, Ilhan Omar married, potentially, supposedly married her brother to get him into the country. Um, she was already married, by the way, when she did that. That's immigration. Uh, violations big time. My wife is an immigrant. Um, I'm offended that people come here. Look, I get it. There's some really bad places in the world. We call them shitholes. I get it. Um, people that are desperate to get here. But massive caravans of people walking 2,000 miles the length of Mexico to get here are not getting here just because they suddenly say we've got to get to America. They're being funded and they're being urged to make the trip and ride on top of trains and where, however they can get here, walking part of the way, thousands upon thousands in these groups to get here. Um, this is deliberate. This is a deliberate um, cloward piven tactic to implode our economy even more. Look, we're spending so we've spent so much on war. We spent so much on welfare, whether it be personal or corporate uh, money is being wasted left and right. Rand Paul points it out all the time. And, this is all cloward. This is these are all legs of the of the cloward piven spider, man, that that are meant to financially implode this nation, and then we have no choice. Well, but even even outside of that, that's a that's again not to say that's a distraction, but and again the conversation should be had about separation of families, the care of these people who are the you know the humanitarian aspect of these refugees, et cetera, et cetera. But the larger conversation is, you're right, this whole thing is being funded and facilitated to create a huge voting block on the West Coast, whether it's California, Arizona, wherever they're going, they're being brought in here, given free shit, driver's license, et cetera, welfare, right. to create a voting block for the Democrats, period, the end, man. I mean, that's yeah. that's the yeah. larger Trojan horse of what's going on. Is it fucked up if kids are dying in detention centers, et cetera? Hell yeah, it is, it's fucked up. But well, it's, you know- Here's the here's the actual truth about it all. As far as whatever leftist groups are funding these massive caravans that are coming George to George Soros. We know it, George Soros, right. right out there. Right. And the groups underneath him that he has donated to who are funding and, and aiding and abetting in 
a massive group of people being moved to the United States, they are funding and committing human trafficking because children are being raped, women are being raped, people are being murdered, people are dying in the deserts and along the way. And these people are responsible. And I think that, honestly, I think that the Department of Justice, potentially in my mind, because they're certainly smarter than I am, are already probably looking at charges like that against some of these groups if they can prove who it is that's funding these people to get here. I mean, um, you know, their, their, their cell phone plans certainly aren't being, aren't being canceled on their, on their march here, right? And, and no one even wants to recognize that. I mean, I don't have the exact statistics either, but a lot of those, of so many of those kids that are coming in aren't even with their parents. And they're a part of trafficking. And no one wants to admit that. And when you play the fucking video of Barack Obama saying it himself when he was in office, hey, if they come over here legally, we got to send them back. So many of these kids are being brought over here trafficked. He said this shit. But somehow when Donald Trump does it, he's the worst of the worst. It's like, again, no one just wants to, it, like you said, the confirmation bias is so, and the cognitive dissonance is so thick. No one has their opinion. Their opinion has them. The, their hatred of Trump, anything he does, it's just like, it's the worst. And they don't, when you, like, again, when you show a video of Obama, Barack Obama saying the same shit about, if you come here legally, we're going to send your ass back. And a lot of the, he says, a lot of these kids aren't with their parents. A lot of these kids are coming over here being used for child trafficking. He said right. this shit. And Obama, right. Trump said the same shit because it's true. That's what's happening. Yeah. But the larger right. function of all of this, of course, there's casualties, unfortunately, but the larger function of all of this is to weaponize these illegal immigrants as a voting demographic in California and some of these other states in the West. That's Coast. Period. The end. And we're paying it. for it through that through they're getting welfare, driver's licenses, and all of this free shit. Look, I mean, look at what's happened in LA, dude. Compton in LA, the black folks who have lived there for a long time are being pushed out. And so many of these elite groups of illegals are being brought into these housing facilities in Compton and in, in South Central Los Angeles. Well, I think, we, I think I think it just it, look, AOC, Ilhan Omar, all of them, Ilhan Omar, you know, it's known that she none of them will will condemn Antifa. None of them will condemn Al Qaeda. Uh, none of them will condemn ISIS because. They're anti-American. They hate their own fucking country. And it's it's disturbing that these people even got into office. That tells you something about the people that voted them in. That's, that's Well, and like scary. I said before, like we've talked about, dude, have you ever seen, even as fringe as they are, have you ever seen the Dem or any political party just abdicate their seniority and their positions to freshmen, junior, you know, new congresswomen to pretty much dictate the platform of the Democratic Party. Pelosi, still, Schumer, all these heavy hitters have just given up, given up pretty much their seniority to this, to, you know, like them or not, or whatever it is. I've just never seen that before. And you said before you thought AOC has been brought in to 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 pretty much sink the Democratic Party. And I saw an article about that the other day. That they this were is, this is a deliberate AOC is the final anchor, dude. I'm telling you. She she's a psyop. She's a psyop sent in to absolutely destroy the Democratic Party, to dismantle it. It's coming apart at the seams. Um, and, and when you mentioned Pelosi, you know, just, just literally throwing her hands in the air and giving up almost, um, it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. And like I'm saying, I've never seen, I mean, I've never seen, you know, both of these parties are very powerful. And they've always been very conscious about keeping controversial fringe elements out of the mainstream. 
but the squad or whatever they're called, they're the mainstream Democratic Party. And through their, I mean, agree with them or not or whatever, in my opinion, they're almost assuring Donald Trump winning in 2020. That's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. Um, I don't know. I if, mean, I don't think all four of them from the whatever they're called now um, are. But I, I believe I believe AOC is absolutely a psyop from the beginning. From the very beginning. And Damian Werner joined us. What's up, Damian? I've been meaning to call you, dude. Apologize. Uh, hope things are well. We were talking about Iran. More stuff going on. MI6 running Oman's I mean, and, army. And odds, it, odds, it, odd as it sounds with me saying this, I don't follow politics very, you know, I don't watch the cable news shows, the mainstream media. I don't even really listen to the politicians because, in my opinion, it's all WWE, whatever they say. They don't, either side, they don't give a fuck. They just know how to speak to their constituency and know and say what they want to hear. I think behind the scenes, I don't think any of them necessarily give a shit. But, I mean, historic history proves that. I mean, they have their public persona, like Hillary Clinton said in that video when she was talking to Goldman Sachs or whatever. Well, I have my public position, and then when I talk to you guys, the inside baseball, that's how I really feel. So, well, I, they, you know... Look, these, these, a lot, most of these politicians have been compromised. When you talk about uh, Mossad and blackmail and Jeffrey Epstein and all this other stuff, Hollywood elites going down there, politicians, uh, millionaires and billionaires going to that island and hanging out... If you think for a second that Epstein's mansion in every bedroom didn't have surveillance cameras to film these idiots, um, you are sadly mistaken because they're all on tape. And I'd be willing to bet that the Department of Justice has the tapes. I know that and there dude, was... I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I there, saw a breakdown of this housing area in New York. Epstein, all these Hollywood elites, uh, the Clintons all have cribs near each other and they found these tunnels that basically underground tunnels which connect all of these housing complexes so i mean that's just something in and of itself but i mean that's when hopefully when this comes out i mean I, that's what i'm saying man i don't we said before when trump first came in or maybe it wasn't before when he came in we talked about there's an internal <laughs> wait, wait, war. Wait, wait, wait. Neil politician, uh, Neil Anderson says, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's all not politicians. all politicians, Neil. Pump the brakes, baby. It's not, it's not all, all politicians. You're, you're one of the but good see, guys, Neil. That's what I'm just about to say. There is there is a war. If you follow Q, I'm not a huge Q fan, but some of the stuff I'm starting to fuck with, there is a war you're between the old guard. Don't, don't put it like that. You're starting to believe it. Yeah, but, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm open. I'm always open. I want it to be true, and I've said this. But there is a war going on with the military and the intelligence community of the old guard versus the new guard. That's why I say about Trump, I think he's a gangster. But I think he is Michael Corleone at the end of The Godfather taking out all the old heads so he can bring in his own brand of gangster or whatever it is. Because you're never a nice guy. When you're a real estate, New York real estate tycoon, you know, you, you've done some dirt. And when you become president, you've done some dirt. Maybe, so I, he's, people maybe, he, maybe he's using that that ability to be cruel and evict someone from their house so he can put up a high rise. He's now using that ability to crush pedophiles and human traffickers, which he's doing. It's proven in the numbers, right? Yeah. He's rounded. I mean, he's busted rings left and right, man, since he came into office. Absolutely. It's so, been I mean, again, I, and that's for me, dude. I mean, your his tweets, I don't particularly give a shit and I don't follow it. I judge a tree by its fruit. 
If he's going to start more elite, like Obama, when he came in, he claimed himself to be an outsider, this anti-establishment cat, but he went along with the same program. He had more wars going, extended the war in Afghanistan, funneled weapons from Libya into Syria, et cetera, et cetera. But Trump, like you said, he didn't bomb strategic target targets in Syria. It was just some bullshit targets. He didn't invade Venezuela. He hasn't invaded Iran yet. You know, I, like you said, I'm hoping he's keeping these enemy, his friends close and his enemies closer so he right. can not to know what not to do. But right, again, right. he's very, very close to Israel and Israel, whether people want to recognize it or not. I'm sorry, the Israeli government, the higher ups in the Israeli government have dictated the foreign policy of the United States for a very, very long time. Sure, sure. But, you know, ultimately, let's go back to Trump here real quick. <clears throat> You remember when he was running, and I mentioned that he was going to put us back on the gold standard. And that's I also another one. That's another one. He can talk also, a good game, but if he does it, and I also going to do it. I also mentioned he was going to kill the Fed, which would be which would literally set Americans free. That would be that. That's he would absolutely that's be the greatest that's president huge. ever. And if people understand what if people need to understand what the Fed is, the Fed is not just something federal. It is a conglomeration of foreign banks that dictate our economy, which is unconstitutional in the first place. It is the role of Congress to dictate what is it to, to coin money and determine the value thereof. Congress, not a bunch of foreign European and for, you know foreign banks. That's what the Federal Reserve is. So I'm sorry, continue. No, but that's why our politicians. Part of the reason our politicians have sold us out. A lot of them, anyway. Not Neil Anderson, damn it. Uh, not, not Neil not, Anderson. Not Rand Paul and not a few others up there, but uh, that that's big. And I think, you know, he mentioned it again, that he's talking about putting someone in at the Fed that is leaning towards a gold standard. And then in his second term, I'm, I'm almost willing to bet $1,000 in his second term if he's not mm -hmm. assassinated that he will kill the Fed. He will kill the Federal Reserve. And again, I'm not, and I'm not saying I, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But again, we got to judge our, judge the tree by its fruits. And so no, no, new wars. Trump is, Trump, no, new wars Trump is a, no more wars, no more wars, but he is a master. He is a media master. He knows how to speak to his constituency. The guy is not a fucking idiot as much as people like to think he is. He knows how to speak to his constituency. And that is a huge right and left really. I mean, but more of the right, getting rid of the Fed, getting us back onto some measure of the gold standard, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's something huge for, for, like you said, it would be, it would be earth shaking if that happened, but the only, like, he would have to wait till the second term, quite frankly. So stand with Rand, Neil says, Rand, Rand voted against and this, Neil, let me know what happened here. Rand I know, voted I know against, what happened. I know what happened. Hold on. Let me say what he did. He voted against the 9-11 compensation package for first responders. Yeah, Why because it wasn't that? funded. It wasn't funded. There was no money for it. So Rand Paul was saying, I'm not going to vote for it until you pull money out of other areas to actually fund it. Because we're we're signing uh, to, to let this thing go forward. And there's there's no money in it. You can't well, do it. I just it. figured it was one of those things that they passed with all this pork attached to it. So he's like, what that? I'm not going to have all well, this crap that's, attached yeah, that's to the title. Most of the time is why Rand Paul and many politicians who actually stand up for, for the for the American people will do that. But it came down to it was not funded. There was not money to, to renew that for 9-11. Pump mm -hmm. um, the brakes, Neil Anderson. What do Kennedy and Lincoln have in common? Wanted to kill the Fed. The Fed didn't come into existence until 1913, well after Central Lincoln Bank. was gone. 
It's still the central bank. It, 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 was, it was still a form of the central bank, yes. Right. So it's the same thing. It's an exact, just a right. different name. So ultimately, you know, Andrew Jackson, who was not in office during the Trail of Tears. He gets blamed for it all the time, but he was not in office during the Trail he of Tears. He did not like Indians, though, dude. He was not a fan of Indians. But okay, that's, that's okay. But, but he's the only president who actually killed the central bank. He's the, he's the, the only bank. one who killed the bank. And I still think he's one of the greatest presidents because of that. Well, and that's, I think that's what the whole uh, Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr thing happened because Alex, uh, Alexander Hamilton was essentially like a British agent, essentially, and Aaron Burr was like, fuck that shit. So, yeah, Neil said all, all Rand wanted to do um, is add an amendment to make sure it was funded. So okay. they, they basically didn't allow him to do that, right? Is that the deal, Neil? Neil can come back with that, but uh, yeah, I mean, Rand, Rand and even Ron Paul. I mean, oh, those guys were the only ones. Like Ron Paul, what they did to him during his election, like he was winning primaries, and they put him like third or fourth when they would show the. I mean, they they just dissed Ron Paul. So it's like those are the only ones that, in my opinion, have been speaking, you know, most truth. And my boy, who just passed away, Ross Bro. The last time I voted in an election, I don't give a fuck if you want to judge me for not voting. Go fuck yourself. The last time I voted in an election was fucking Ross Perot, dude, and he just passed away. Yeah, well. They threatened his daughter. He had to jump out of the election because they threatened to kill his daughter. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Ross was an interesting man. <laughs> My man was, that was, dude, he was the bomb, dude. You see, you see, these guys here, say, a bunch of oligarchs, say. <laughs> that was pretty Ross good. Ross was pretty the good. shit. Ross was the shit. You're gonna be doing some impressions. You're gonna be doing some impressions at the St. Louis show with uh, Sam. No, Sam Tripoli, Eddie Bravo. I'm not. August 10th, ladies and gentlemen, myself, Eddie Bravo, Sam Tripoli, X to the G, uh, Sam's co-host. I'm gonna be introducing those cats and doing a little, doing a little bit of stand-up. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna be working a little blue, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna be working a little blue. So let's fast forward now to uh, Antifa. Jesus. Let's talk a little. We Antifa. said we said for a long time, dude, that these guys throwing their Molotov cocktails and their black cats and their fireworks. When some real hitters show up, when some real hitters show up, like they have started to, it's it's gonna be a horse of a different color. And there was a video the other day about 13, 14, 15 Antifa. I think it was in Portland or Seattle, maybe. Three or four guys, just middle-aged dudes showed up who weren't on their side and just started cleaning house, dude. Started cleaning house. It was beautiful. And they're literally like, what the fuck, man? What's wrong with you? I mean, they're just, they're, I don't, I well, don't know. Dude. They're grasp on reality. You know, they think they can come and stop traffic like they did in Portland and all this other shit. But when somebody comes and actually stands up for themselves and even retaliates against them, I mean, it, it's getting bad, dude, literally. I mean, that's, I, I don't want it to be, to go this way, but they're almost making it inevitable. The, what, the other side has been really, really patient while they've gone and done all this horse shit. But it, it, again, ladies and gentlemen, watch the show, PBS. It's called Genocide, Worse Than War. This kind of shit, civil war, genocide, it does not happen overnight, whether it's wherever it is, Srebrenica, whether it's Paul Potts, Cambodia, whether it's anywhere with Rwanda, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes right. a long time to get to see your enemy is no longer human. And we're starting to see, we can't even have conversations anymore. You know what I mean? You Trump, you support this person. Oh, you're that's inhumane. You're not that's you're not a human being. You're an animal. This is the kind of language that we need to look out for because you know once that trigger gets flipped, dude, 
it's it's on and popping and you can't reel it back in well and the thing that here's the thing that people need to realize people need to take a deep breath and i hope that some some real left-leaning hardcore communists listen to this who want to jump in with antifa and, and uh up you know overturn the government or you know where they think that communism and socialism full-blown socialism is going to be better um you know these violent has such a great history of being of being successful well yeah 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 like zero um yeah but they need to realize it, it dawns on me more and more every day, and it really hit me when I was at the Thank the Seals uh, event on Friday, Saturday, uh, hanging out with those guys, and certainly known a lot of those guys over the years. People don't realize, you know, I mean, I've been in, and I'm not proud of it, but I've been in 200 street fights, easy. And I never, I never lost a street fight. I've been in fights with biker gangs, with football, college football teams, with rugby teams, um, by myself. Okay, I've been in some serious knockdown dragouts. I've been in knockdown dragouts in bars where I was the only white dude in the place, and everybody wanted to kick my ass. So I've been in some serious, serious brawls, and I've survived them all and done pretty well actually. Um, when the shit hits the <laughs> fan, I I somehow figure shit out. But the men I was sitting around this weekend and guys that I know who have um, lived that life and done the deeds and been on a million tours of duty and are experts at killing lots of people. People do not realize when you piss these people off, it's going to be a very, very short day and it's going to be very, very bad. So I, I, I don't think, I, mean, I don't that's think what I can, I'm saying half these, half I don't these think fuckers I are playing, you know, they're playing. I just can't. I their can't. idea of a fight in a battle royal is Fortnite or Call of Duty, and they put their controller down and go out in the street and think that's the way it is. But you're right, dude. I'm telling you, once you get that ilk of what you're talking about to the table, I mean, come on, dude. It's and it's the, a wrap. And, it and, the be... and, and, and these people. No, I was talking about uh, our veterans, special forces guys, infantrymen, all those, all hundreds of thousands of them who, my God, if those guys come out in force, even one of them, even one of them, I mean, it's, it's over for. Now that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That, that, whatever that was in Portland, where it was like 15, 20 kids against like three or four just hitters. And they weren't even heavy, heavy hitters. Like what you're talking about. They were just, you know, ready to scrap. And they just mopped them, dude. They just mopped them, just clean house, dude. And it was just, that was just illustrative of what, of what is to come, and I just don't want to. See, I mean, I. No, I don't want to see. I don't either, want to but see the thing that. Is it should give you comfort. It should give you comfort to know that if things get bad enough, the folks who are veterans who are uh, who spent you know many many years as, as special forces guys, SF guys, <laughs> that um, that that things will get cleaned up pretty quick. I mean, quick you know, time. I'm just volunteering to carry their water, dude. <laughs> I'll, just carry, <laughs> I'll carry their water and their and their ammo for them, you know. Uh, but no, I don't. I I would hope that that's not the case. But look, Soros is capable of funding um, a lot of bad stuff. Seventeen billion dollars he let go of and put into different organizations to safeguard it, right? And I think maybe he was fearing that after Trump signed the the executive order that basically took money from people who committed treason um, against their nation. 
human trafficking, all the other stuff. Soros, not long after that, signed that, gave that $17 billion with a B away to all those different organizations. So, um, look, if you well, think- and another that, thing that gives me that, that Trump is, is, is definitely, is possibly going after the old guard, that $1 billion shipment of cocaine from J.P. Morgan, like- that's been happening for a long time through these higher level institutions that have just been spread out and it just happens. But for 1 billion from J, I mean, they're, I think they're cutting off some of the funding of this old guard in my humble opinion, because there was two, there was JP Morgan and there was another bus not too long before that. But yeah, dude, I mean, there's some very, very interesting shit going on, dude. There's some very, very, and it's again, I mean, I can't say it enough, ladies and gentlemen, watch it inform yourself however you want to inform yourself i know i'm not right all the time i just have considerations which suggest certain things but if you're watching csnbc or even fox dude operation mockingbird ladies and gentlemen none of those channels are there to inform you at all right they're just not they're just not at all so if that's where you think you're getting your stuff on and you think you know what's up in the world and what's going on i can't even talk i mean i'm not better than anybody i can't we're just we're comparing apples and asparagus, dude. We're not even having the same conversation. Yeah, because if you think Shepard Smith's a conservative, you're highest. <laughs> well, and, and again, it's, it's like they know how to speak to their base. You know what I mean? It's it's again. I I one day I'm gonna write a book. Just it's all wrestling because I think it is, dude. It's all some high, you know, some real, very sophisticated political theater that is is weaponized by by mass media. And it's wickedly brilliant. It's we again, we've said this before, and we had David Icott. I mean, when you control the narrative, you then can control how people perceive events, period, the end. And people again, they have this fast food notion and how you know they watch a show for 30 minutes or an hour and they think they know what's up. And you just that's just not how it works, dude. There's just there's a lot of you gotta dig deeper, man. You gotta dig deeper. Yeah, so as you know, all the things that we've talked about, we encourage people, look, do some research, prove us wrong. We want you to prove us wrong. We want you to correct us. Um, that's because we're here for the truth. We're not here for, we're not, we're not here to, to sell you on something that we don't believe is true. Um, until we're proven wrong, we're going to go ahead and continue to say it. So that's, sure. that's just the way it is. But so, yeah, the Antifa thing is, you know, just as the white, the white supremacists in, in um, gosh, what town was it? Charlottesville, where the woman yeah. got killed by the guy driving the, mm -hmm. the Dodge Charger. Um, you know, the white supremacists were organized by the guy that organized um, Occupy Wall Street. You know, that guy's a paid operative to organize. And where was that at? That was Charlottesville, Virginia. Who was the governor of Charlottesville, Virginia? Terry McAuliffe, who was at one right. point in time head of the DNC. His wife received $500,000 from the Clintons to run for Senate. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. It's This is chess, not checkers, man. And again, only through historical perspective. And for me, it's not about being right. But only through historical perspective do people find out so much of the shit we're talking is true. In August of 64, whatever year it was, if you would have said Gulf of Tonkin was bullshit, they would have like, dude, you're fucking crazy, man. The commie Vietnamese, that's what they did. They attacked the Maddox. Only through 20, 30 years did we find out that was true. And luckily, untrue. historical perspectives yeah. on our side are untrue. And so Pedogate and all this stuff we talked about, how deep that goes, man. We were called so crazy and people probably still think we're crazy. But when you start bringing down cats like Jeffrey Epstein and start hearing about how deep that rabbit hole goes with him. Weinstein. And those are just kind of almost low-hanging fruit, dude. You got Prince Edward. 
from fucking the UK. Supposedly, the royal family cut their vacation short here in the US. They were supposed to be here for like a month. Once this broke, they took off back to England because they know how deep this goes. And you know, what, what did they find out today? They found that girl's bones that's been missing for however long in the Vatican. And when they found, when they're there, they found more bones of missing people. Come on, right. dude. Right, yeah. And and so that's, you know, it's it's all, why is it all happening now after Trump got elected? Why is that? Huh? I know, because he, because, I know. Because he gave public speeches saying he was going to do it that human traffickers were going to go down, that pedophiles were going to go down, that he wanted the death penalty for them. And that's that's the way it's going to be. Now, James Carroll talking about El Chapo uh, bribing prison guards of the Supermax. And look, El Chapo, I think they got most of his money. Uh, they got billions, I know that. But I would say this, that El Chapo, I wonder if they have waterboarded him yet to find out which politicians he paid to stop the border from being uh, a wall being erected there? Who uh, I think it was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz said use use his dough that they see is like fourteen billion to help build it. It'll build three walls. <laughs> the hell with it. Well, use and again, all of it. Build if three we can, walls. And if we could, you know, save some of the money from some of these horseshit wars, we could have built it ten times over. We could have right. you know, funded get, all kinds of shit. But that's almost all the story. And I get and I get all the, the people on the left who say a wall won't do anything. Uh, it actually creates funnels and ports of entry, uh, so people can't just walk across a desert and potentially die. Um, it, it stops a lot of the people from coming. It saves a lot of lives. And I understand that a lot of people are here on overstaying visas. So I get it. Okay. I get it. That needs to be cleaned up. Employers need to be. Uh, That's a good point. That's a very good point. Employers need to be punished for hiring illegals. You know, it is what it is, but it's, it's got to, it's got to change because there's nowhere else on the planet you can go to illegally and collect fucking welfare. Okay. So no. stop it. Stop the insanity. Stop thinking it's okay. We cannot save the world by allowing them all to come here. That ends up turning our country into a third world shithole. Fact. Well, and again, fact, stop, stop fact. playing checkers and realize the chess game is those millions of people given free shit. How do you think they're going to vote? You think they're going to vote Republican? They're going to vote with the people who've been giving them free shit that you are paying for. Right. So, I mean, no, again, when that, we talk that, about the sentimentality you, of kids you, and the that you and I are paying for, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Our tax dollars are going to giving these millions of people who, you know, are breaking the law free shit just so they can vote Democratic. Yeah. Can we? I mean, that's can, would it be would it be okay if Jeff and I could save enough of our own money to put our kids in school potentially? Uh, maybe save enough money for retirement too. That'd be fucking awesome. You know. You can uh, also support our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. www.theconspiracyfarm.com. Plenty of sponsors. My Patriot Supply, ButcherBox, C4.com, Chemical Free Body. Go check it out, man. That helps us keep this operation afloat because we're trying to take this show on the road. Like we said, digitally, they have they have demonetized us, demonetized us, they've shadow banned us, they've suppressed numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So what we're trying to do is literally take our physical selves to these cities where we know we got great numbers, great listenership, and then, you know, they can't fuck with that unless they yeah, blow I'm, up our I'm, I'd like to know, you know, how many how many people would actually show up here in the Quad Cities for us to do a live show with a studio audience. People can ask us questions live. I mean, I think we could pull it off every week in the Quad Cities. 
I think that people would travel from outside of the Quad Cities to come to the show, uh, in, in my mind. But we do want to take it on the road. We're going to be in Dallas, Texas. We're going to be in Denver, Colorado. You know, we're trying to get all these things done. And we're certainly trying to put together um, a TV show uh, for Netflix or wherever. That, uh, Fuck Netflix. That dude. Fuck Netflix. <laughs> hey, never burn a Seriously. bridge. Never burn that bridge. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, look at Netflix is just a full on. I mean, it's just it's, it's turned into a propaganda machine now, dude, unfortunately. Yeah, they did. But, sign I mean, the, again, they signed the Obamas to a massive multi-million dollar deal to produce shows. I believe they did. They sign the Clintons also to do that. I don't know, dude. The Clintons, uh, Billy Joel dedicated a song to the Clintons in New York a couple weeks ago. Ooh, and they got booed out James, of a fucking hey. building. Right, they did. James Thresh, uh, chiropractor down in Branson, Missouri, great guy, uh, said, come do a show in Branson, Missouri, with a question mark. That's what's up, dude. I, I, in, it, look, anywhere, man. If it if it doesn't make – I mean, it, it, if, if, the, if the numbers are there and people are willing to have us come, again, it's it's – the money, the revenue is almost secondary to the exchange of ideas and the conversations of, and being able to reach out to our listeners and our fans. Dude, I get, again, I get messages from freaking Africa, Ojo, Nigeria, Croatia, yeah. Isle of Man. I didn't even know Isle of Man existed. Ireland, Canada, Australia. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, dude. Yeah. It's really, really humbling. But we would love to be able to physically go and chop it up. You know, that would just be absolutely cool, dude, because they can't, you know, they can't stop us from... You know, they can shadow ban us, they can demonetize us, they can, you know, restrict our numbers and access to our shows, but they can't keep us from actually going out and reaching out to our listeners, man. They can, they can take us out, but I don't think that's happening. Right. Well, I think one way or another, the truth's coming out. It absolutely is. It is. And that's that's cool to see, man. There's there's more and more, I mean, what we're doing is 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 some good work, man. And now the government has gotten involved into the conspiracy game. I forget the name of the show, like the conspiracy place or something real whack and lame. And they're just you could just tell it's 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 not genuine. It's not authentic at all. And even even outside of that, as we've talked about before, this movement, the alternative media, has been infiltrated like nobody's business. There are so many shows out there, ladies and gentlemen, that just they're not who they say they are. I know I'm legit, dude. I'm I'm not making millions of dollars. I'm working two, three part-time jobs, doubles. I mean, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm working my ass off, dude. And I'm not I'm not mad at that. I don't mind hard work. But I'm just saying, there are cats out there who are rising to high levels with some assistance. Yeah, without Let's a doubt. That way. And and anything to discredit the alt the alt media who we And what happened with Pat with bloody elbow, that wasn't an accident. That was not at all an accident. That is a, a, a methodical move to try to delegitimize not just Pat, but what we talk about on this show. If they can't assassinate you physically, they will politically and try to de delegitimize your message. And it just ain't going to work. It just ain't going to work. I remember that brings up a, a great story. One of my friends in high school, um, it was kind of mean of me to do, but he was he was being a jerk to me in front of his girlfriend, trying to show off in front of his girlfriend. And uh, I had written... Um, a 10-page essay for a class that I was in, and he kept going, kept going. When you said delegitimize, I I said, uh, <laughs> I, had, I threw my paper down in front of him, and I said, read that to your girlfriend right now. And he goes, he ripped it, my 10-page report that I wrote and took a lot of time on, ripped it in half, threw it in my face, and said, fuck you, I'm not illegitimate. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I said, that's ill, that's illiterate. <laughs> know your words, man. Know your words. <laughs> so yeah. No, we gotta we gotta throw some comedy in, man. We gotta we gotta do some comedy now and then, right? Hey, baby, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. That's what I'm saying. If we come to your town, if we come to your state, come to your city, it's not all about fire and brimstone, man. Either we laugh about this stuff or we cry about it. So we have to mix up, mix the two a little bit because, you know, we do. We have a great time on the show. And a lot of the conversations I have offline with people that, you know, we just chop it up. I mean, it's real. It's, it's you know, we talk serious stuff, but we also, you know, have a good time. Sam Tripoli, he's mastered that, dude. A stand-up comic that has done a great, great job bringing a lot of this information to people. While and he's still been, blackballed, some he's been blackballed in Hollywood because of it. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like I said, August 10th, he's on the road here with Eddie Bravo and X to the G, and uh, I'm going to be introducing those guys. So anybody in St. Louis wants to come out to Helium Comedy Club, come check us out, dude. We're going to be balling, man. And um, it, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be very good. Very good. So, all right, you got anything to add? Oh, no, no, no. Up top of my head, no. I'm sure once I get off, I'm like, oh, yeah. But right for right now, no, man. I just really wanted to let bring everybody's attention to, you know, what happened with the bloody elbow and the just blatant hit piece on my boy. And um, you ask Colby Covington, man, on Twitter, you fuck with my peoples, dude. I will go nuclear on your ass. So <laughs> leave my peoples alone, dude. Leave my peoples alone. Bloody so elbow. That was just... Beyond yeah, that, irresponsible. So that was a low blow. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the Lawler Colby Covington fight. We won't talk sports on this one, but I'm looking forward to it. We won't elaborate on that right now because this is political. We'll keep that out of it. Sure. But uh um Don McGuire, what Pat, why don't you do comedy? I do comedy by myself. I, I trip, I fall down. I, I, I do all kinds of <laughs> I make shit. Myself I do, laugh all I do, the time. I, I do Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase style impressions of Gerald Ford. I fall down a lot, do stupid stuff, you know. <laughs> That's the way, but that's uh, the way yeah, we do it. have a couple. We do have a couple locations in Davenport uh, and Bettendorf, so we might be lining that up here in the next few weeks, quite possibly. And there's a comedy but, um, club. That, there's a there's a comedy club here in town, actually, that we could probably. I think we could probably pull it off. So we might want to do that. Well, even if it's not a comedy club, like I said, we have we have a couple locations. Um, you know, the one out by you, and then we have another one. Um, we do got a couple locations, but we want to make sure what, this event is serving to kick off our tour on the road. But we can't do that unless we honestly have the capital for me. Pat's going to be we're basically doing these in cities where Pat's already at announcing for Access TV. So it's just basically my plane tickets and my travel. That is the concern. And so we're going yeah, I mean, to start a GoFundMe to get the TV show and our tour up because we're going to be filming all of them and uh, getting those up. And I think that. It's pretty safe to say we'll get those out. Well, even even if it's not the GoFundMe, ladies and gentlemen, support the sponsors. Go to our online store on the website. Support right. our sponsors. We got a we got a PayPal link. There's a direct link you could do. Donate whatever you can, dude. Anything it, it all helps, dude. I'm not saying break the bank. I know dough's tight for everybody. So I mean, it's nothing. We're not asking for thousands of thousands of dollars for each person. For the for the millions of listeners that we have, if everybody gave five bucks, two bucks, three bucks, we can make it happen, Kevin. <laughs> So every little we bit produce, helps. Produce our own TV, produce our own TV shows. Go on site to where the the conspiracies took place or are taking place. We can go to that's, Haiti. That's honestly we can go to Haiti. Hey, listen, we can go to Haiti. We can talk to the people about Laura Silsby Clinton from the Clinton administration, from the Clinton group, 
um, trying to smuggle 33 children who had parents, by the way, in Haiti, across the D Dominican Republic uh, border. And she got arrested and Clinton got her ass out of prison. So, um, you know, that's the type of stuff we want to do. We want to go to Haiti. We want to talk to the parents. We want to talk to the kids who are old enough now to tell us about it. Right. And give you guys the truth on what these people are up to. Well, and if we go to Haiti, I am definitely, definitely going to be having plenty of unprotected sex. So help us out, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> with with the travel costs, because we can't do this without you guys. Seriously. I mean, we're not just, you know, talking to ourselves. And like I said, we get messages from everywhere. So and, and not to sound like a freaking, you know, Jim Baker infomercial at three in the morning. We just need some operating costs, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I'm not a millionaire. Pat, despite what Google says, doesn't have $15 million or whatever it is. So, you know, like I said, friends, family, farmers, whatever you can do to support, www.theconspiracyfarm.com. Buy a hat, buy some T-shirts, buy some storable food, buy some incredible, incredible health products from Chemical Free Body. Buy yourself some concealed carry clothing to exercise your Second Amendment. And right. um, some butcher box, some organic meats. Oh, my God, dude, I made, I finally made that shoulder roast that butcher box sent me. Yeah. Put it in the slow cooker for a few hours. Oh, my God, it was so good, dude. It was so good. I was chomping on that shit for like three or four days, so... Anyway, my phone's about to die, it looks like. So, um, yeah, no, don't put that out there, Shelly Shaner. No mysterious plane crashes. What are you talking about? We're going to take a boat. <laughs> and then we're going we're gonna go to we're going to go to the edge of the earth and hit the ice wall and report back to Eddie Bravo that he was right. The earth is right. flat. It's, it's going to be a luxury cruise to Haiti. Or we're going to hop on John McAfee's boat and have him take us around. I wonder how many people would go with us on a conspiracy farm a luxury cruise to Haiti. Us conspiracy farm cruise. That would be so dope, dude. <laughs> that would be so dope. Hell yeah. Ooh, you started to put the ideas out there. The sky's the limit, ladies and gentlemen. And honest, like I said, man, we can't do this without you guys and, you know, our friends, our family, our farmers. Thank you for whatever support, even if it's not financial, listening to the show, subscribing to the show, share giving the link, us feedback. Man. Share the link, share the show, share the, share the website. Conspiracyfarm.com. Yes, share it, man. Wherever. For sure. Because we're on the radar, dude, clearly. What they did to Pat just lets you know that, you know what I mean, we're on the radar. We've been on the radar, but hit pieces like that just lets you know that we're not just talking silly buggers. We know what the hell we're talking about. Not always right, not always necessarily wrong. Like Pat said, research for yourself, man. This stuff goes deep. I know you guys, a lot of people don't have the time to, to do this kind of research because there's a lot to it. But do what you can, dude. Do what you can. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. If we're wrong on stuff, let us know, dude. I don't yep. care. Like I said, I have an opinion, but my opinion doesn't have me. I'm open to exchange ideas. So peace and all kinds of love. Patrick J., love you, brother. Love you too, buddy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. And uh, talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir. Oh, Holla, one guys. more thing. One more thing. Support, nope. uh, support this right here. What is it? Oh, the Navy SEALs. What thank is it? the SEALs. Oh, is that an organization? Yes, thank the SEALs. They can find them online. There you Google. go. Google, thank the SEALs charitable organization. And uh, look, donate some money, man. Start your own group. People and, are starting their and own look group out and donating for, uh, money to it. Look out for uh, Chris Tonto Peranto, who will be on very soon. Very soon. Talking some Benghazi. Yes, and sir. And it did not start because of a video on YouTube. Nope. Believe that. All, All right, right guys. Holla. Thanks. See ya.